All right, Romans chapter number 12, Romans chapter number 12, and I'm certainly glad that uh, we can trust Jesus, not just for our salvation, uh, but for every aspect of our life, and uh, living, serving the Lord and just trusting Him, a life of faith, well, that's, a, that's a life worth living. Uh, I'd rather trust an, an almighty God than trust myself uh, and my own understanding, and so I appreciate that song. Romans chapter number 12, and uh, we have, as I mentioned at the beginning of, this, of the service tonight, this is uh, lesson number 11 uh, in this chapter, and I've enjoyed uh, Romans chapter number 12. Uh, it's one of my favorite Bible chapters. That's one reason why I've enjoyed it. Uh, but I've enjoyed uh, even uh, some new truths. They're, they're not new to uh, be discovered, but new to me, uh, even in some of this Bible study, a little bit deeper uh, than, than I've had in previous study. And I trust that it's been a uh, help to you. And as we get to tonight, and then, uh, Lord willing, I will finish it next uh, Wednesday evening. And uh, we'll look forward to, to that and getting into uh, another chapter in, in the very near future. Uh, but let's begin reading at verse uh, number uh, 14. And we'll read down through verse number 16. And we'll cover verses 14 through 16 tonight. And the Bible says, Bless them which persecute you. Uh, bless and curse not. Now, I know we like to think that reads, Curse them which persecute you. Curse and bless not. That's not what the Bible says. Uh, bless them which persecute you. Bless and curse not. Rejoice with them that do rejoice, and weep with them that weep. Be of the same mind one toward another. Mind not high things, but condescend to men of low estate. Be not wise in your own conceits. I'm going to use those three verses tonight, and the title that I've given to tonight's uh, Bible study, uh, as we get to this part of the chapter, is The Right Mental Approach. Having the right mental approach. Uh, Christianity, I'll use that word, salvation, a new birth, uh, a life of a, 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 a born-again uh, Christian begins on the inside. Uh, there's something in here that somebody who's lost can't understand. It's because we have the Holy, Holy Spirit that dwells inside of us. Uh, there, are some, there are some things that we decide to do uh, because it's right to do. Uh, we would be lying if we said every aspect of the Christian life uh, it is fun. There's parts of the Christian life that are just fun, enjoyable, but it's not all, this flesh does not always make it fun. But we do it because it's right to do. Are you with me tonight? There's some things that I think we need to have when it comes to Christian life. We need to have the right mental approach. We need to be prepared before we get there. Uh, I'm thankful that when we come to church, um, the Lord will prepare the right song to minister to us. He'll prepare the right message to minister to us. He'll have the right person cross our path. I think uh, that is a great benefit of being a part of a, of a Bible-preaching, Bible-believing church. But another benefit that I'm afraid Christians don't take enough advantage of is when we don't need that extra blessing. We don't need that, that, that spiritual touch, if you will. And it's a time for us to take the Word of God, file it away, change some things about us. That transformation we talked about several uh, weeks ago. So when the time comes, we've already established some things in our life 
Uh, I'll find church when I, I'll get to church when I need it. It's too late then, most of the time. Uh, we need to be listening and we need to be uh, heeding the word of God and, and, and to our children, our teenagers behind us and even our young adults, you have such an advantage because while you are growing and while you are uh, under the authority of mom and dad, you have an opportunity to establish some things now that you'll face later and so you'll approach it the same way. Uh, this is one of these three verses are one of those situations that we need to have predetermined when we, when we deal with people. Uh, how am I going to act? How am I going to react? And the uh, truth of the matter is we react to things and we ought to just act to things. And uh, so we want to think of that the right mental approach tonight. Father, help us as we <clears throat> delve into these verses a little bit deeper. Father, as we look at this very practically... Uh, may we be reminded of uh, your admonishment in Scripture. May uh, we uh, allow the Word of God to establish some things in our own life. Maybe to change some things that we've been doing, uh, things we need to start doing. And uh, may we be helped by being here. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, these uh, verse thirteen and I'm sorry, verse fourteen and verse fifteen are two verses that I, I quote a lot. Uh, these are two verses that. Uh, I try and, and live. I try and live uh, the Word of God as a whole, but there's just some verses that you can go back to and do your best. Uh, there are things that the Lord used to teach you, and you say, I'm going to try and do that. And uh, I'll remind you in verse number 14, uh, the Bible says, Bless them which persecute you, bless them, and curse not. Now, I don't know if you remember many, many weeks ago when we were in the first few verses of this chapter, we said it's very important. I said it's very important. I said it almost in passing. It's very important that we get established in the first couple of verses to offering ourselves to God as a living sacrifice, to renew our mind, to go through a transformation. Because when we get towards the end of the chapter, there's some things that are very difficult to do in our own flesh. Matter of fact, they're nearly impossible to do in our own flesh. And the Bible says, bless them which persecute you. Now, that would be enough of an admonishment if there was a period right there. Are you all with me tonight? That would be hard enough, but God says, I'm not going to stop there. Bless and curse not. Uh, say, Pastor, what, what is, what, how, how do we do that? Let me practically look at it. Uh, one way we can bless those that persecute us is pray for them. Um, I, I taught on this some time back, but, but we're so wrong on what the Bible says about fellowship. The Bible does not command me to fellowship with anyone. Well, they're family, I have to. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says I'm, the, I'm, I'm to love, I'm to pray for, I'm to be there in the hour of need. Now, if two are agreed, we can walk together. If we're going the same direction... It'll be a natural thing to walk together. Uh, and that's kind of a, a, a side note there, but say, what do I do? I can pray. I can pray for someone who uh, would uh, persecute me. That person, they just go out of their way to, 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 to get under my skin. They know if they say that, they're going to... Well, the Bible says to bless them. Uh, pray for them. Pastor, that's just hard. Well, Christian life's not easy. 
bless them which persecute you, bless and curse not. You can't bless out of this side of the mouth and curse out of this side of the mouth. Uh, you, just, you, just, you just can't do it. Um, another way to live is just, you ought to get this word when it comes to this, this scripture is to deflect. Somebody can say something to you just in a wrong way, and you're going to do everything you can to take it personal. In fact, some of you came to church tonight looking for something to take personal. Uh, you know, that's just, I, I know what they, deflect it. Let, let me use some third grade playground logic on you. That when you used to run to your mom and say, so-and-so said this about me. And what would she say? Uh, well, just because they said it, does it mean it's true? And maybe your mom said, well, you go back and you tell them I said, you know, well, <laughs> you're the exception. We're not going to go there. Uh, but just because they say it don't mean it's true. Deflect it. So, some Christians get up and go out every day looking to be offended. I'm waiting to be offended. Somebody, somebody, and somebody gives you this kind of a wave, it's like, oh, you can't even raise your hand all the way up and wave at me. Don't put too much effort in acknowledging another human being. Yeah, they, they must sit around and talk about me all night long. Are you looking for a reason to be offended? Deflect it. Well, they, they have made it known they're my enemy. Why, 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 why dwell on it? Deflect it. Bless them. Okay, I'll just pray for you anyway. Oh, then they, then they will really curse you if you bring God into it. But bless them which persecute you. That's what the Bible says. Do we see it there? Bless them which persecute you. Bless, and these two verses I might ought to have people, we might ought to read together out loud. Uh, bless and curse not. Sometimes that's a hard thing to do. I've made light of it a little bit brought some humor into it, but let's be honest, that can be hard. That can be difficult. Look at verse 15. Rejoice with them that do rejoice. I think, a re, I think if, we, if we just pay attention to our own, how we react in our Christian life, and if we could just, if you just sit back as I do sometimes, not sometimes, all the time as a pastor and just observe, and you can tell how people are doing spiritually. And you can tell, this is one measuring stick that I use, to be honest with you. Can, some, can you be happy about something good happening to somebody else? I mean, I'm not going to have you raise your hand tonight and say, how many of you like to have a new car? But somebody gets a new car. Huh. And they've got to tell everybody about it. I've been praying for, huh? And I don't have a new car. They have a new car. Or maybe, maybe they're walking around. Let's get this down to where we live. Are you with me tonight? They're walking around with a Taco Bell cup. <laughs> which is evidence that they had supper at Taco Bell. Our flesh rises up. And the envy and the jealousy. I can see I'm relating to so many of you. Well, how come I didn't have Taco Bell? Uh, can you get happy about somebody else being happy? Rejoice with them that do rejoice. 
Can you celebrate with other people? We are supposed to celebrate with other people. We get around our brothers and sisters in Christ. Remember the body likened to the church. When we come to church and somebody else is happy, we ought to be happy that they're happy. We say, well, pastor, I'm not happy. Well, be happy somebody else is happy. Uh, maybe, and, and I'm just going to be very, very pointed in, these, in, in these, these examples. Maybe your marriage failed. Be happy in somebody else's that, that didn't. Maybe you've got a child that's rebelled. Be happy when somebody else's doesn't. Uh, I've been praying for something, and, and it seems like it just happens for them. Be happy. Rejoice with them that do rejoice. Can we celebrate with other people about how God has blessed them? Can you be happy? We need to be happy for the success of others. Isn't that what the Bible says? Don't we think that's right? But it's not as easy to do as just saying it. We, in spite of our lack of success in a certain area, can we be happy about somebody else's success in that same area? Are we... This is what I think some Christians, sometimes I give you some of my little pastoral secrets here. I don't know if I should. But some I just refer to as they're just a big bucket of cold water. I see them coming. I'm like, oh, my spirit is good. God has been so good. And the, and the one little thing, here comes the bucket. Are, are, we're not supposed to be a bucket of cold water. It's like somebody's like, hey, it's my birthday. Here's my birthday cake. All my candles. <laughs> the bucket of cold water. If I can't be happy, you're not going to be happy. If I can't have it, you're not going to have it. Isn't God good? Well, let's, let's talk about that. It's the bucket of cold water. But well, the Bible says rejoice with them that do rejoice. But let's be honest, there are times when that is not easy. Second part of that verse, weep with them that weep. Uh, can we you say, oh, well, my loved ones or my good friend? Well, I think it it's, it's certainly applies to that. But I think, and I think I've already showed this, we're, we're, we're talking about the, the, the church here. And let's be honest, we are closer to some people in church than we are other people. Our church is the size, everybody can't be close. You're not, there's not enough days and time to get close to one another like you are with certain people that you go to church with. And if one of your close friends, your close church friends, one of your church family, something, a tragedy comes, or just some of the things of life where, where there's sorrow, it's, it's easy to sit with them and weep, isn't it, because we feel that. But what about the person that we just don't know that well? I believe what this is talking about, weep with those that weep, hurt just because they're hurting. This, this, is, this is part of our body. This is part of God's church. This is my church family. Uh, uh, you know, you think of the Old Testament and, 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 and an individual would be uh, grieved. An individual would be, be, be in sorrow and they would, they would go sit in the ash heap. And friends would go sit with them in the ash heap. 
If they're going to sit there, I'm going to sit there with them. I'm going to grieve with them. I'm going to... Can we come, come to church and if we know somebody is carrying a burden, can we, can we weep with them? Very practically, there's, there's a couple of ways to do that. From, from being present with them, from being close, somebody you're close to. Uh, sometimes you're just... You literally... Weep with those that weep. Say, i got to figure out something to say. There's some things you just can't say. There's nothing you can say. And please let me just, just help everybody tonight. When somebody's going through a heartache and somebody's going through a, through, through a tragedy, you need to be very, very careful what you do say. Well, God, they're not, they're not interested in, in somebody telling them why they're... Sometimes you just got to weep with them. Sometimes they just got to know that you care. So I, I would say something. I just don't know what to say. That's okay. You can say a lot without something coming out of the mouth and saying it. And usually it's better that way. Uh, that's being present. But you know, you don't have to be present to weep with somebody who's weeping. You can be distanced from them. Uh, I, can, I can weep for somebody and they never know I weep for them. That's, what we, that's how we ought to feel about our family. I, I know that, that, that one of our members, I know that a brother or sister in Christ is hurting and grieving as we pray for them. Pray for them. I, I like it this way. Bear you one, one another's burdens. If, if somebody loses a loved one, what, is it, what did it feel like when I lost my loved one? What, what would it feel like if I lost my loved one? And try and, and, and hurt with them and weep with them. This isn't being melancholy and, 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 and depressive. It's, it's trying to, to, to be, a, be a friend. It's trying to understand. It's trying to uh, be, be that companion with them. You can be weak with them, and you don't have to be right with them, uh, right there with them. You can be, have a distant relationship, but you can still sorrow with somebody. I think these, and I already mentioned this, I think these are very important verses in the life of a Christian, life of a church member. But they're hard verses. See, Pastor, I, I'm weeping for myself. i got to stop and weep for everybody else. Uh, these are hard verses. I, I've, I've been laboring in, 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 in prayer, and, in, in, and this has been a burden and a desire of mine, and, and that which is coming so hard for me seems to be so easy for somebody else. This is why we have to have the right mental uh, mindset. We have to approach this with the right mental approach because I'm supposed to be happy for everybody. And our nature is not to be that way. Our nature is for us to, I want what I need. I want, And it's not always a bad thing that we want, but it seems like I'm trying here and it just seems like God has just dropped that over there. And I really believe sometimes God allowed those circumstances to happen to, to reveal what is in our heart. Lord, I want your will as long as it's this. We've all prayed that. So I didn't say it exactly like that, but you were thinking it, and God knew you were thinking it. Lord, I want this to be. And then what well, we, we, our desire is God just seems to give to somebody else. We're supposed to rejoice with them. Praise God. It's hard. So, so, Pastor, how do we do that? Once again, we have... We have, we have Time and time again, but once again, we've seen in this chapter, we see commands, and these are commands. Bless them. Rejoice. Weep. These are commands. 
But we find that in order to obey and fulfill these commands, there is a key or there is something to ensure our ability. Remember, I've taught this in weeks past. God is not going to command us to do something which He will not enable us to do. Pastor, it just seems like God has asked me something too hard. I can't do it. Maybe in your flesh you cannot do it. Maybe uh, you have, it can only be done. There are so many things that can only be done in the Spirit. Or maybe God's got to put you through the fire to remove the dross so that you can and you are able to do it. That is one of these, these, these things I believe. Verse 16 is that to verses 14 and 15. It's a command. Bless them. Uh, that's not easy to do. It's a command. Weep with them. Sometimes we're weeping for ourselves. It's hard to take a time out and go and go and go weep with somebody else. Uh, 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 rejoice with them. Sometimes it's easier to, for some to weep with somebody than it is to rejoice with somebody. Those are those are commands. Let's be honest tonight. They can't be done in the flesh. It's not as easy as, oh, that's what I'm supposed to do. It's easy to do, so that, therefore I'm going to do it. No, this is a difficult thing. That's why we have the right, have have the right mental approach. The key to being able to, to live verses 14 and 15 is how we approach verse 16. And that's where we get to the outline tonight. I want us to look at verse 16, and we're going to break this down tonight. It says, be of the same mind one toward another. Let me say number one. Uh, the right mental approach is see the person, not the position or the possession. Be of the same mind one toward another. See the person, not the position or possession. Uh, See the person, bless, rejoice, weep. Not based on their position. Or their possession. We're supposed to be of the same mind one towards another. Some will give a pass, or should I say a benefit of the doubt, to somebody with position that they would not give to somebody who didn't have position. Some would rejoice with the pastor. That's a good thing. But they're not going to rejoice with somebody that's not the pastor. Some would weep for the person that they sit with on the church pew week in and week out, but they, they're not going to take the time to even... Pastor, pastor, you need to pray for so-and-so because they're going through this and this and this. Well, that, that's not in my Sunday school class, and, and I understand we're closer to each other in our Sunday school classes. Uh, that's not in... No, we're supposed to have the same mind one towards another. Uh, You have to have the right mental approach. You have to approach it this way. It doesn't matter who it is. If it's it's a member of the Emmanuel Baptist Church, if it's a brother or sister in Christ, something ought to stop me and say, okay, they have a need. I mean, I can meet it, but I can be aware of it. there's, There's no reason for church members... To get mad at each other, stop speaking to each other. Well, they did this. Bless them. If someone would do right, it'd work out. Bless them. Well, that one time, seven, six properties ago, one time that 
They took my, they took my, see, they, oh, bless them. I go back and we're going to, we're going to, we're going to teach this chapter, but that, that, that chapter on, on charity, charity thinketh no evil. Charity's not suspicious. What do they mean by that? Uh, see the person, not the position or possession. This is true of churches in general. There are some places in our, commu- in our community, in our city, in, 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 our, in our county, that if we don't go reach them, nobody will, because unfortunately there are people that just see their possessions. And they do in their head what is 10% of what their annual income has to be. But there are people who don't have much in this world. They need somebody to, to weep with them. They need, they need somebody to, well, that doesn't affect me. Well, you're going to have to see the person. Be of the same mind. How am I going to be able to stop? You have to be the same mind. We're, we're all in this together. Number two, to give uh, further clarification of this. Notice what the Bible says in verse 16. Next is be of the same mind one toward another. Mind not high things. Let me say number two. Don't be impressed with yourself or others. Don't be impressed with yourself or others. There's an old saying. I don't know how old it is. I've just heard old people say it, but I don't know how old it is. But if you could take certain people and buy them for what they're worth and sell them for what they think they're worth, you would make a whole lot of money. Don't be impressed with yourself or other people. How am I going to be of the same mind one toward another? One toward another. Don't be impressed with you. Now, some of you, that's never going to be a problem. I'll get to number three is coming. Don't, don't, be impre- don't be impressed with you. Don't be overly impressed with sometimes like, oh, man, that, that brother so-and-so and sister so they got it all together, and they got, they got this and that and this and that and this and that. Don't be impressed with people. You thank God for the example. You thank God for faithfulness. You thank God for what they can do in your life. But at the end of the day, we're all just sinners that needed a perfect Savior. Now, I I pastor the greatest people in the world. I believe that. There's nowhere that I would go unless God picked me up and took me there. But we've had that conversation You're stuck with me. There's nowhere I would rather be. I think the greatest people are here, but nobody's arrived. I can point to to many people in our church and say, you you need to follow the example that they're setting. And you you need to follow the example that they're setting. And you need to let them be an example to you. And you go get some advice from them and you do what they tell you to do because they've got a pattern of making those right decisions. But they still, whoever that is, still needs to grow. We get impressed with ourselves because we're not doing what we were doing when we were saved. We get impressed with ourselves because we're better than the world. In most cases, if you got up, got out of your pajamas, combed your hair, you're doing better than a vast majority of the world's had to say. I mean, if you just go to Walmart with clothes on that you're not going to sleep in, you are ahead of the game. Head of the game. So, don't be impressed with yourself. 
And this is important for, for younger Christians. There are some faithful examples in our church. It's easy to look at them and say, I could never get... They don't, no, no, because the reason why they're still in church and the reason why they've changed is not because of them, it's because of Him. And if you're concerned in verse number one about offering yourself to God and transforming, you're more, you're more, you're more interested in being close to God. I get to serve God. This is the way I look at my life. I get to serve God. He's the King of kings, the Lord of lords. He's the creator of all things. And I get to serve God with you. A lot of times we look at it, I get to serve, we, we get to serve together. Oh yeah, we just happen to be serving God. No, no, no. I, I'm fellowshipping with God. I'm serving God. And look who God's let me serve with. That's the way we got to look at our church. We go, so don't be oppressed with you. Don't be oppressed with, with others. Grow. If every Christian, you shouldn't be comparing yourself to one another. You've got to be comparing yourself to you. Are you closer to God? It's very simple. Pastor, am I backsliding? Are you closer to God today than you were yesterday? Or were you closer to God yesterday than today? Uh, it's, very, it's, it's not hard. It's not complicated. But number two, don't be impressed with yourself. Mind not high things. I have a position now. Don't be impressed with you. It's God that got you there. I'm not doing, say praise God. But it, it wasn't you. Now you had to make right decisions. You had to be faithful. You had to be determined. You had to trust God. But God gave you the ability and the power and the grace and opportunity to do it. Everybody with me? Number three. Be the same mind one toward another. Mind not high things, but condescend to men of low estate. Third statement is this. Man's value, the mindset we've got to have. If we're going to be able to do this, man's value is not in societal rank or cultural reputation, but in value to God. Man's value is not in societal rank or cultural reputation, but in value to God. Well, there's a segment of society that just doesn't rank very high. That, this world may look at it that way. But from heaven's perspective, the value comes from how valuable the individual is to God. We can look at society and say, this segment of society is just not, they just don't rank very high as far as society, as far as culture goes. But their real value is what their value is to God. Now some of you, you don't have the problem, okay, you ready with me now? You don't have the problem of thinking too much of yourself. That's not your pride. Your pride is, I have no value. Well, you're, you, yeah, you have value. Nope. I have no value. And I'm proud of it. You won't say that. But that's a, that's a form of pride that you, they have there. Well, I just, I don't rank. And sad to say, there are, churches can get to the, to, to the point where you have this class and this class and this class, and that's just no class. Everybody ha, has a point. Everybody is important. I've taught that. Well, I just, I don't, ha, I don't have any in society. I just don't have anything to offer. 
It's not what you have to offer society, it's but the value to God. That's just the mindset that we ought to have. Because doesn't it say, doesn't, doesn't, verse, doesn't verse 14 say, Bless them which persecute you, bless and curse not. Rejoice with them that do rejoice, and weep with them that weep. Well, I... I they, they, I don't even know them. I don't even, they, they don't have anything to offer. That, that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says, condescend to men of low estate. There are some in our society that sin has taken them low. There are some in our society that have no rank, that have no reputation. Are we to ignore them? Somebody who gets saved out of the gutter on Saturday, guess what? They have the same, uh, they have the same rights in the Emmanuel Baptist Church on Sunday. Well, they ought to sit. They ought to sit where they. They, they ought. If I just, yeah, I'll put them in your seat. They ought, they ought to sit where they. No, you see the point I'm making. It's not what society says. They ring. There are. If you take any kind of church teaching today, and I use that loosely. This, this is, and it comes from, and this is what's taught in, 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 in Rick Warren's purpose, purpose-driven church. There's a certain class of people that you go for because you want their money in, in the, so that you can reach more people. No, that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says that you go out, the parable is very clear, go out and bid them, and they didn't come. So he says, go out into the highways and hedges, go out and those that have been forgotten about, bid them to come because there is still room. That's what we are to do. Well, society, no. Man's value is not in their societal rank, but they're in value to God. How many did Christ die for? All of them. Condescend to men of low... You know do good in a lot of churches? If, if, if people would con, be condescend, they'd get off of their pedestal and get down and try and be a help and a blessing to people. Well, I'll serve, but only in this capacity. Well, I, if I know that's the attitude, if God then, then, you're, then, then you're never going to get an invitation to serve in this other capacity. Right. I, I, I enjoy pastoring. There's some things that are very specific about the, offer, the, the office of a pastor. But your pastor is not above dealing with anybody, anything. Now, I thank God I've got some staff men to deal with some, some things, but uh, you understand what I'm saying. There's not a pedestal, and then those that aren't a pedestal. No, it's the value. What's the value? Well, what were they paid for? Uh, well, well, Jesus Christ was sacrificed for all. Is he not our example? Jesus to mankind? If there was anybody who ever condescended, it was the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, I think you and I can have the mindset... You say, Pastor, this isn't, no, that's why we have to have the right mindset. This is the way I should think. This is the way I should approach my church family. This is the way that I should approach people in general. I, I can't think too highly of myself. I can't put myself up on a pedestal. I'm just a sinner uh, saved by the grace of God. Fortunate somebody told me about what Jesus did. And if we just keep this, i, I got to look at everybody, not, not what society says they are. i, I got to look at somebody who, 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 who has lost everything on the side of their road. I can't look at them as what society says they are. i got to look at them, what price was paid for them? Well, the same price that was paid for them was paid for me. I love seeing our children get saved. Oh, it's a wonderful thing. And moms and dads get excited about that. And 
I want, I, we, we, we'll see them get baptized and get the pictures and all that. That's awesome. That's wonderful. But the same price was paid for the poor little child. Same price. We got to be careful that we don't let society dictate to us who is valuable and who is not valuable. What's the value? We got to look at everybody the same way. Why? Because it's not what society says they are. It's the value. Number four. Aren't you glad this verse isn't longer than it is? Be not wise in your own conceits. Number four, keep the right opinion of yourself. Remember, if we're going to bless them which persecute us, rejoice with them that do rejoice, weep with them that weep, we've got to have the right mental approach with our brothers and sisters in Christ. What is that? We see the person, not the position or the possession. I, I, think, you, I think you ought to give, the, I think because of the office of the pastor, I think you ought to give the pastor respect. I believe that. But I think every church member deserves respect. I think every child of God deserves respect. And I think that we ought to treat each other that way. And if you would treat the pastor with respect, which you should, but you would disrespect another Christian, there's a problem there. So how we have to approach this. We have to approach this. I've got to see the person. Not position or possessions. I, don't be imp- I can't be impressed with myself or others. Man's value is not in societal rank or, 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 or what the culture says, but the value to God. And number four, keep the right opinion of yourself. Be not wise in your own conceits. We need the Bible. We, we have to go back to verses 1 and make ourselves a living sacrifice. Number 2, be not conformed to this world, that rebellion. Remember we talked about that? We're going to rebel against the thinking of this world. I can handle it. You better keep the right opinion of yourself. If you can't rejoice with another brother or sister of Christ, you don't have the right opinion of yourself. And if you can't Weep with those that weep. You can at least be sensitive to the fact that somebody's going through a hard time. That's one one of the greatest things about having a church family. Is there are others who can pray. And if they know the burden and the heartache, they can pray with a tear in their eye. That's weeping with those that weep. Now, don't take this out of context and come to every church service weeping. We're looking for somebody to weep with you. (laughs) There's other passages of Scripture we can talk about. But keep the right opinion of yourself. Be not wise in your own conceits. I think this verse would apply to this as well. What's their problem? Why can't they get it together? Hey, it's been six months. Get over it. Be not wise in your own conceits. Let me flip that around. It's been six months. Why can't I get over it? This isn't a message on grief tonight, but some people grieve improperly. Be not wise in your own own conceits. 
I can handle it. Well, I don't have to treat them that way. Oh, God has given us some instruction. And it really comes down to, we're going to end the chapter next week with dealing with our enemies. Think with me just for a moment, and I'll be, we'll dismiss the progression of this chapter. We offer ourselves to God. Too many Christians make the mistake that they offer, they think it's done. I offered myself to God. I gave myself to God. No, no, no. There's a transformation that's got to take place. How do we do that? The, the mind's got to be renewed. We've got to realize our place in the church, that we belong. We're part of the body. There's something that we need to do. And then all these things, we get to this point tonight, and if we can't treat our brothers and sisters in Christ or be aware of them, like we talked about tonight, how in the world are we going to do it properly with our enemies? You say, well, it's not that. No, 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 no. It is important that we treat one another right. It is important that we're aware of what's going on. And, by, and you, don't, you don't have to know all the details of what somebody's going through. Uh, it's it's kind of like, kind of like, you know, Growing up, if your brothers were in a fight, you just got in a fight, and later you say, what in the world are we fighting over? You know, uh, because we're just in it. You know, and if somebody's rejoicing, don't be the bucket of cold water. Pastor, I'm, I'm burdened. It's hard. I get that. But you better approach the right mindset. That way I do rejoice with them. That way I am aware of their burden. That way, I, that way I can bless them and pray for them. And just because you don't make an enemy out of somebody here and you have enemies out there, that can affect your spirit in here. Bless them. Deflect it. Uh, let's, let's, let's have the right mindset. And uh, next week we'll talk about dealing with our enemies. That'll be so much fun. Uh, uh, d doing that and, and sometimes you read the Bible and you're like God why did you put that in there but uh, we want to be you think about our Savior who, who let his enemies nail him to a cross and paid the sin debt of the very people who crucified him and so he's our example uh, and so let's, let's keep these things in mind tonight Father help us as we uh, deal with one another and interact with one another may we have our thinking right and uh, may we look forward to uh, becoming more like your son. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Go ahead and stand to your feet, and we'll be dismissed.